About that time, about that time. About that time. Yes, about that time. Welcome to the jungle. The Auburn Men's Basketball Podcast. Holloway. Auburn Men, talking Auburn Men's Basketball. Auburn looking to push. Looks it up to Jalen Williams. No frills, no gimmicks, just ball. Katie Johnson's been a menace and continues to be. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Donaldson and Jackson Garrett. Yeah, all right, we are back on the Jungle Podcast, and we just took one of the most deflating losses I've experienced in the Bruce Pearl era with College Game Day in town, with us ring chasing in the SEC. We got blown out, 11-point loss, double-digit loss, 70-59 to to the Kentucky Wildcats. It was not close pretty much the entire time. Uh, we shot terribly. We scored 59 points at home. We got scored on a ton uh, from turnovers. Points off turnovers were bad. We just – it's one of the worst performances I've seen in the Bruce Pearl era in Auburn Arena or Neville Arena. And, uh, I mean, that's maybe that's where I'll start. I don't know, if, Matt, if you have, like, an analogy or a, an example of us beating this – getting beat this badly at home before. Well, the Final Four team got blown out a lot at home. Um, or at least – we're down by more than this uh, and struggled a lot more. So, I mean, I, I think that's a little – I think it's safe to say we've done really well in these big moments at home and, and have won a lot. Uh, when we've kind of put all our eggs in the basket as a program, you know, I don't think there's really a comparison to that. Of course, all that is fairly new. You know, that's the last two or three years you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe four or five. But you're, you're right. Is there, it, it a, the, is there a game off the top of your head that you remember maybe – I don't know, at home in the last couple of years, you're like, oh, this one kind of feels like that one. Well, I mean, you have to go back. Um, I think the only reason this feels really bad is because we haven't lost at home. We're 44 and two or whatever in the last three years at home. So it's our third loss. And there's only been a couple seasons where we were in the regular season title hunt. It's 2018 when we won it. Um, and then it was two years ago unless I'm forgetting. So there's, there's just not a lot of, I think that's why it feels unique in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, it's a good, tough it's, loss. A, it's a good thing. Good thing. It feels that unique, honestly, but like, I mean, I guess if you're like putting, like we might as well open the wound and pour all the salt in, start the show. In my opinion, you lose double digits at home when you haven't lost in, I think 16 games in a row, longest win streak in the sec at home. That's bad enough as it is. Then on top of that, it basically knocks us out of the SEC race. There's an extremely small chance if you do win out, you could win the SEC. But the, the average team that wins the SEC is about three losses. A four-loss team is a lot less likely. And then more saw the wound. Alabama's leading the SEC and beat somebody. Texas at home today. Uh, so it might be tough. We're going to be cheering for someone else probably to knock them out of the SEC race. Probably another rival like Tennessee. And then the final terrible saw worse than salt in the wound Jalen Williams goes down we don't know how bad the injury is but reports are not good so it's not just a blowout loss you might be losing potentially your best player or arguably your best player wow Jalen yeah Jalen Jalen stocks never going to be as high as it is right now um yeah it 
it definitely is a gut punch on all those levels. I mean, you, you wanted to hold serve at home. It, the, the, the track gets a little easier outside of the trip to Knoxville after this. So it's like, man, if we could get our bye this week, which now I think is really good timing for us. But it would have been great to, you know, get this win, steal this win. Ultimately, uh, to me, the storyline is, man, it takes a lot for us to lose by 10 at home. Because <laughs> just about everything went against us from, I think it was somebody posted that it might have been the third worst shooting night in the Bruce Pearl era from the field. I, I can't verify that. But it felt at like home it. Or overall, because it, it, was, it was bad from the game. Maybe, it felt like maybe I, at home. I wanted – I wanted to check the rims. I wanted the rim checked. It was so bad. So, I mean, that we, we didn't shoot well. A lot of the uh, – just a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. And then I think you and I have watched a lot of this, and we, we were, you were – you were saying what I was thinking. So many of these possessions and loose balls and kind of um, chaos plays that we were trying to cause, especially when you're down, it's just so much effort gets put in, and then somehow the ball ends up right with Kentucky under the basket or they hit a – tough shot that we defended well you know sometimes that's how it goes the refs were weird um we couldn't shoot from anywhere Dalen goes out um we're playing Denver Jones at point guard in pivotal minutes in the second half for the only the second time all year Trey's in foul trouble um Chad Baker Bazaar can't stay in front of anybody defensively uh it was kind of a felt a bit like a Jenga set, right? We we had like we knew we had our gaps in the Jenga set, but everyone has their gaps. We just felt like Kentucky or something happened where we pushed that just wrong block and the whole thing collapsed in this game. Yeah. Well and I mean I just it was a five point game with eleven and a half left. So um even even with all the, the terrible start, I think we were down what, fourteen to four or something like that early, got down big. Never, and we had a couple opportunities in the first half, like some pivotal possessions, and we just never. How many fast breaks did we actually score on? Today? I mean, was it two, two out of twelve? I mean, every time we weren't finishing in in the open court, which I know bothers you, and there were at some key, just not just not scoring, but like turnovers on fast breaks that lead the other way for threes on the other end that were five point swings. Um, just tough, tough, tough performance all around nobody's going to be happy with it we missed free throws we got out rebounded um we turned it over too much in the first half you mentioned the points off turnovers just a lot of bad and i guess my takeaway is wow it takes a lot for us to you know i I know it was a blowout and we weren't we never were in a great position but it's not like what we just watched the other night (laughs) against south carolina (laughs) i'm always thinking narrative wise and i get in trouble and you, you and Ben, I believe, in the Florida, or maybe it was just Ben on that one, or maybe it was like, I don't know, talk about how, like, you live and die with the wins and losses during the season, and you look back and you've overreacted or underreacted to different things. It just, without that Florida blowout, I could be like, okay, hey, this team just had one of the most off nights ever. Fine. We, turn, we like, just move on from it. Don't even look at the tape. <laughs> but with mm-hmm. this Florida loss and this one within the last two games, but then you had the South Carolina in. 40-point victory. I just – it's absolute chaos right now with this team. And then on top of that, I mean, I hate that we don't know yet what's happening. But, we, like, I wanted to – I was so ready before Jalen went down to be like, okay, something's wrong with the Florida loss, Kentucky loss. But, hey, you got a bye week. It's time to adjust and say this team's not going to win the SEC. And you adjust and say, how do we turn this thing in the right direction for March? 
What do we need to do? It looked like we were already starting to do that potentially by moving Denver to point guard at times and understanding that Aiden just isn't what we hoped he could be. And that's part of our pivot, you know, <laughs> but with Jalen going down, now it goes from like pivoting towards March to like, how do we keep this season on the rails? <laughs> you know, and hope, I'm hoping I'm overreacting and that Jalen is fine and he's in the bye week, we'll get him healthy or whatever. But without Jalen, and I know you, you're going to think this is hilarious, but like he's been playing like one of the best players in the SEC and we just lost him. And now, you know, things, it was just coming down to Janai and Jalen, honestly, that was doing this for us during the year. If you think about it, I mean, I've been so irritated with the guards and that we haven't had a great guard in the last couple of years. Take one of your splash brothers out. It's just, I think things are going to get start getting exposed, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, look, I think we have to work under the assumption, you know, Twitter has declared a lot of people's seasons over that, that were <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, Janai. Our text uh, thread has done that as well. Yeah. <laughs> What was um, it, uh, the uh, Achilles Janai. heel of Janai was yeah. Gunzo last Achilles. year about, the, about early season, you know? So. Yeah. so, but it did look bad. And, um, you know, it, it definitely was, I was at the Chuma game uh, at the North, I was in person in the Sweet 16 when that happened. And it's it's a gut punch. I mean, he, uh, I think Chuma was a little more heart and soul of that team than maybe Jalen is of this one, but um it's a brutal if, if that's if it's a season ending injury and a career ending injury for him like that's brutal uh there's no way around it i think the difference is you do have some time to pivot and you know the goal is still to make noise in march no matter who's on the floor you know this team is has put themselves in a position in a top 10 analytics and right now a four seed you know the top four seed going into today according to ncaa tournament committee um they're going to slide some guys around and they're going to play 10 guys and our guards are going to have to pr- play a little better. They're going to have to provide more offense. Um, and you got to hope that like some combination of Chaney Johnson and Chris Moore. And I mean, uh, you, is that enough at the four? Uh, it feels like that's just, not, that, it is not <laughs> that, that becomes that bec- the, the problem is, and, and I like both of those guys and I like, I like our, but you feel it. You, don't you feel it when Chris is on the floor at this point? It's it's just a black hole offensively, and defenses can play you so much differently when there's not that threat. So I just think it'll expose. Like one one piece is moved, and either Jalen or Janai, and the whole team cascades into being exposed. In my opinion, we just do not have a player on this team that can cover up the holes. And so, like, we had all these guys in just the right place, and you, you put something together with this too deep depth and, like, playing hard and having not a big drop-off, and now you've removed this, like like I said, it's like a Jenga piece. And I'm afraid this is really – I just can't imagine this team playing well with either Jalen yeah. or Janai going down. So Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll see, right? Um, I, there's no doubt Jalen's played well a lot of the time this year, not every game. Uh, and, and, you know, the you games, make the the games we that, didn't play well in are the games we lost. So. Yeah, but but again, the difference is when Jalen's not playing well and he's the focal point of your game plan offensively sometimes, that's different than plugging some guys in who aren't going to be asked to do the same thing. You're right. We don't have anybody who's going to be asked to do what Chuma and Jabari and Jalen have done at that power forward position. We've talked about it for years, the, the success that Bruce has had utilizing that. It's going to look different. 
Um, and I'm, that's why I'm curious, are they going to what, – what they'll do with a week off and if, if it is true that Jalen's out. Uh, but, but regardless of Jalen, I mean, we'll have a year – you know, if he's out for the year, we'll have time to, like, you know, lament the, the sadness of that, uh, having a career year and being our top three-point shooter on the team. And, um, you know, shooting better – he came into this game shooting better from three than Jabari did in his year. Um, had a, a great season, but – you know, there's no sympathy or um, you, you don't you just don't get to hang your head. And fortunately, our players are, are usually much better at this than our fans are and, and myself included. They're going to have to rally, play their tails off for five more SEC games, try to get a double buy in the SEC tournament. And they're going to be in the NCAA tournament, barring something really weird. So um, they've got to figure out if that's the case, how to play without him and how to do it effectively. Luckily, the bye week's coming up, and just we can end the discussion on the, the Jalen part of this story because, like you know, like we said, we don't know yet, and at any moment we can learn that it's fine. And and we it was stupid that we talked this long about it, you know. But let's just talk about the game, I guess. I mean, could you? I, I'm on the phone on the mean streets of New York City right now, so I don't have the stats in front of me. Maybe you can read off some. I know our three point shooting was terrible. I know our, our points off turnovers comparatively was terrible. Maybe just read off some of the key stats. Yeah, too. I'll give give people the quick over. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll, we'll, we have it up now. I forgot to share the screen. Um, yeah, we shot 31% from the field uh, to Kentucky's 44, 18% from three, four for 22, uh, and then missed nine free throws. But still shot and 70%. How many three pointers? Like I know their three point position wasn't that much better, but they shot way less three pointers, right? What's the what's Correct. the quantity on? Yeah, they, we both made four, but they took thirteen and we took twenty two. So we shot nine more threes brutal. to make the same. It's brutal to like watch us keep having these like high quantity three point nights when we clearly have shown at this point that we just we're not a good <laughs> well, three point shooting team. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. you're right, but but I also did a podcast 72 hours ago where we shot 60% from three in this same building. So, like, it's, you know, and I thought, honestly, we got a lot of really good – We, the, my biggest complaint, honestly, is two things that I don't think people are going to talk about, and then I'll get back to the stats. But number one, it's really annoying to me when we're down that we panic and we start just – it, it, our offensive shot selection gets way worse when we're down. Like it, it's always a little weird. It gets really bad when, when things start to go off the rails, maybe that's true of every team, but there were just multiple points in this game late. I would say the last eight or 10 minutes where it's like, no, just like calm down. Like just get a decent shot. I know they're not falling, but all you can do in basketball is get good looks. And if you're getting good looks, which we were for a lot of this game, you just can't panic. And I felt like we panicked a little bit. And then defensively, we played great second half defense. I mean, we played to the level that you would want to give yourself a chance to win. And it reminds me of the Alabama game where we just, we just didn't defend. We did not communicate well enough early in the first half. Uh, we were giving up constant guys wide open. Honestly, Kentucky could have really blown us out if they'd hit some open looks early because uh, we were the, giving. Uh, what are the splits on points first half or second half? Because we gave up a lot in the first half, but I have a feeling the points were less in the second half uh yeah it was 39 31 for them so yeah they, uh so we we held them down i mean we defensively i would say the last 30 minutes of the game we played really well so it's frustrating the we first also, 10 we also scored like 25 in the first half right 29 and then only 30 in the second so we we just we just wow. couldn't so we really shots. didn't play that much better in the second really we, we only made 17 shots all night 
I mean, so freaking brutal it, how bad our shooting was. I just, I don't like, I don't know how you, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a college basketball player. I mean, this is the fan podcast, you know, like, I don't know how you go back to back like that in game so differently. Like you, you wonder if you're going to hear later on that, like something about the locker room or like this, I don't know how you like go this much of a yo-yo, you know? It just, you haven't played basketball then, you know, it just happens. I get, you're um, right. No, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I look, everybody's had those games. I mean, sometimes you show up, I think Ryan Norman, you know, sometimes we all try to have these great takes and we all like to sound like we know what we're talking about. And sometimes it's just not your night. And, and some of that reason is because of our, our execution, our effort at times, I think early was maybe we were a little too amped up and we just didn't execute. Right. Um, but you are going to have nights where you just can't throw it in the, the ocean. And, and I don't, it doesn't take that long of watching Auburn basketball to know there's those nights. The, the challenging thing is that it was in Neville. So we missed That's a lot of shots. Say, here. Like, I, I fully expect that honestly away. And honestly, we storm in everybody else was calling like Gainesville, man, trap game. They're coming off the bye. We're, we've been in a brutal stretch. We've got South Carolina and Kentucky coming after we already played Alabama. We kind of saw the trap game potential. This one, I don't know. Are college game days in town? Like, I thought we'd be hyped up. The, the crazy part for me is not just the shooting. It's one thing to shoot badly. Okay, it happens. The points off turnovers is yeah. what really got me. We got ran out of our own gym. That's our thing. That's our thing. What happened? <laughs> and, and I would argue, and I'm, I'm pretty quick to give credit to really good defense. I think Kentucky did step up their physicality. They clearly, that's the part of the game they've struggled with this year. They they played a lot better against Ole Miss, and they carried it into this game without one of their better players. So they played really well. But it really felt like early on. I know at one point it was 12 to nothing. It ended up being 23 to 10 point turnovers, like you mentioned. But it was 12-0 early. So we gave Kentucky at least 8 or 10 of those 12 on, you know, just behind-the-back passes that were unnecessary. Oh, and Trey, Trey getting the, the ball passes. Two different terrible behind-the-back passes from CBM, right? It was both from CBM. Yep. yep. It was so weird. I mean, if they'd worked, amazing. Jungle explodes. But it was it was one thing when he missed the first one. And then to try it again a second time. I don't. I really don't know what was going through his head. And I love CBM, but that was strange. Here's a big oh, aspect I... of it, too. When the offense isn't flowing, we've noticed it all year long. And it's the same thing it was during the Walker-Kessler-Jabari years. The guards have to get the ball to Janai and Jalen. The guards are not good. They're not great. They can't – at this point, we have to admit, they probably can't win us a game. And that's what I, all I wanted to know after that South Carolina and Florida game was like, can the guards win us a game? And they can't. But you have to at least be able to get the ball to Janai and Jalen. And early in this game, really, like maybe halfway through the first, it was like, man, it feels like Janai and Jalen just have not touched the ball much, you know? And it's like chicken or the egg. Are they – is there a reason why? Like are Jalen and Janai just not getting open for the ball? Are they, is it good scheme by the other team? But it's another one of those nights where you look up and you're like, why did Denver take so many shots early? <laughs> like, why did we not get the ball to our guys earlier? Because I don't know if you well, like, have a diagnosis of, like, why they weren't touching it more. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of it, uh, Jalen was having one of those quiet first halves for sure. Uh, he, he shot it five times before he got hurt. Uh, he had three points. Didn't, you know, didn't do a ton. He, it felt, I mean, Kentucky is a bigger team. You know, they have athletes, they have large athletes. And I think we could have all, it's always easy. I agree with you. We should have gone inside probably more. Um, but Broom took the most shots on the team. Um, 
I didn't. I didn't. He had a double double. I didn't feel like we. I, it didn't feel as egregious as other games. I would say of not going inside. Mm-hmm. Jalen missed a couple inside early that he should have made. Um, I don't know. I felt like we were, think- and we were just turning it over. When you're turning it over, you don't get shots up. You know what I mean? Early in the game. Yeah. Definitely chicken or the egg. Like Jalen hits a couple of those threes early, or Jonah gets a couple of those shots early, and we're not talking about it. You know, it's just that they didn't hit their shots early, and then they just didn't get the ball as much as I, like you said, turnovers, whatever reason why. It just felt like early on in this game, we saw a lot of Denver shooting, a lot of mid range shots, him playing a little point guard, maybe even, and then yeah. our point guards just had a terrible night also. Trey had some weird turnovers, and he ended up with four fouls early in the second quarter when yep. it's already like eight in disaster time on top of that your guy that you think you're starting to rely on gets four fouls so we have to play Aiden and Denver luckily Denver's you know we gave Denver some experience in that South Carolina game but we definitely didn't need that when we were already down 10 and a half time uh, yeah I thought Denver was really good um he missed a few shots but he played the most minutes on the team well I guess Janai beat him by a couple he played a lot tonight because he was playing you know multiple spots um, you know, Trey, it, it hurt not having Trey too. I, I think, Oh yeah. I ideally, I, I like the idea of having Denver as an option, but I'm just not as low on Aiden as everybody. I'm just, I'm just not going to be the, you know, I, I, Aiden didn't turn the ball over tonight Had a couple, I thought he ran the offense fine. He missed wide open threes, which we know is a problem. He got to the rim, made a couple free throws. I didn't think he was a liability defensively. Aiden. Aiden made a layup tonight. Aiden made a layup tonight, which it's hilarious that when Aiden made a layup like midway through the second quarter, I was like, wow, he did it. His third layup of the year. They didn't get blocked. I I would love to see a stat. I think he's got more blocks on his layups than made layups. Because I don't know if Ben was just being hyperbolic. Me and Ben got to actually watch the first half together in New York, which was nice. We don't get to do that all the time. Well, maybe once a year. And he said he did the math, and then Aiden's made two layups all year. That might be you know, him being overdramatic, but if it's true, then I know for sure he has way more blocks on his layups than make layups. But I don't know. I'm pretty – if Jalen is legit hurt for the rest of the year, we have to push for Aiden to figure something out in the next couple of games or we have no chance. But if Jalen's not hurt, I don't know what you do with Aiden. This, this idea – this, this look – at this point in the year, we've played how many games? 25, 26 games? It, they're, the time for um, guys not playing and, and change, like, it's over. Like, you're, we're playing with our guards. Our guards are going to have to win us games, uh, help win us games a little more than they have been. And we're going to see if they get to do it in the next five regular season games. You know, they'll, they'll have some opportunities to prove that. Um, so Aiden's got to be part of the solution. So does, I mean, everybody, everybody on the team is going to have to take a little step forward and, and take a little bigger responsibility if if Jalen's out for the year. Yeah. It's, you know, I told uh, the text message group that I was going to be outrageous this podcast. And part of that outrageousness is just big picture thinking on you play Kentucky, a talented team that recruited really well. And we kind of talked in the, SEC preview if this team was not going to play well in the SEC, which is not they played well. It's The issue would be that when we play elite teams with talented players, all of a sudden this too deep does not have a single player that can beat out the other team's starter. 
you can't combine these two players. You just end up in a situation where neither player can beat the other team's most talented players. And this game might be an example of that. I'm not for sure about that. I mean, Kentucky's lost the worst teams, and they've been all over the place. But this might be an example where you put them out there and we didn't have a single player or very few players out there that could beat their guy one-on-one. You know, yeah. and like you can play, you can play. The other team can play their players thirty-five minutes, forty minutes. I'm sure, over a season that sucks, <laughs> like over a game, a big hyped-up game where Kentucky needed to win too. All of a sudden, we just don't have good guys. <laughs> we don't have guys that are highly recruited. I know Aiden's highly recruited, but we just we haven't had a good guard, a guard that I'm like excited to have the ball in their hands shooting since Samir probably. That's been four or five years. And it's just like it's a. You know, hope that it's not like a like a narrative adjusting thing, but it's like we have to get a good guard and recruiting someone right now in our recruiting class. We don't have one. We have a good point guard coming in, but like a good big guard, the NBA style. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to. Yeah, clear. I'm glad you said the last part because I mean, I, you know, it's hard to beat back to back five stars at guard, which is what we've been doing the last couple of years. Um, but can we get a I mean, we one one five star guard? I guess you're saying in the next year. Bedford coming in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one coming. Um, and I just, I'm another not going to bail short, on another 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 six-foot point guard that shoots a lot style. Yeah, a little more of a driver, but yes. Um, okay. It, so I just, your clarification is good. Can you get six-foot five to six-foot-seven NBA wing prospects? I mean, that, that but to even be six clear. Two, even six-two to six, like a Mark Sears style uh, a Wade Taylor style, like one well, of these guys that you feel like can go and get those points. And I know some of those guys are short too, but like, well, you just haven't well, got a guy that can drive. We will have those guys. We will have those guys because those guys are, are gettable. Uh, my point was going to be, you know, who else wants six foot five through six foot seven NBA potential wing guys is everybody in the country. <laughs> and there's not that many of them, which is why it's hard to get yeah. them. So, um, you've got to get, kinda... you gotta get one every two or three years, you know, like you're right. I don't think Auburn's going to get one every year. Like some of these big first, you just got to kind of look into one or like, you know, I know we missed on like Floyd doing the, but I think he was a center even yep. so like just, we got to keep pushing and like, it's, I mean, a is the only then. one, a is the only yeah. one. He's got to keep hoping you can hit the lottery on one of them. You know, you got to keep recruiting those kind of guys and staying in the race. Cause it just, you know, we're trying different strategies, it feels like, to see. You know, we stuck with the guys last year to see if that was the strategy. This year, we tried this too deep, you know, depth situation, which can be really hard to do, too. I just don't, I don't know what the strategy is. I just don't want us to be cemented into a SEC contender but never ring winner kind of thing. When you see, it just, it's annoying. If, if, like, it sucks to say this. If Alabama wasn't playing so well, it wouldn't be as big of a deal, honestly, but they're proving that they can do it. So it's annoying that we can't right now. They, they're looking down the gun at two SEC championships in a row. Yes. Um, I, I agree that Alabama and Tennessee's, to some extent, success is making it a little worse. Because, um, I mean, the reality is we've won two of the last six regular season titles. Um, and we, you know, we're, we're in it just as much as anybody. But this would be a year where if Alabama gets this one too, and uh, they still haven't really done anything in March, uh, but maybe they do that this year. We'll see. Um, we haven't really been like great in March we, either, outside of the Final Four. It, so. <laughs> and it feels like we're going to lose a lot of players 
this offseason, too. Not that this team was supposed to be built up to some great national championship run team or anything like that, but it feels like next year's team, by all accounts, is, unless you pick up some really good transfers. I'm not so we're sure. We're going to be losing some talent. I, I'm not so sure. We'll see. I, I, it, is, it is interesting because theoretically, Janai does have another year ability. Theoretically, Cardinal does have another year ability. CBM weeks probably expect everybody except Jalen. Everybody except Jalen does. It just feels like we're gonna lose somebody. You know, I just I know like it doesn't make any sense for Cardinal to just leave and not even try to do something else. But that's the vibe everybody's getting, right? The Cardinal's just not gonna come. And the same with Janai. Even if Janai gets like a late second round, or just feels like that's what we're headed, right? It it does, but it also felt like that last year. Um. And it didn't really happen outside of Flanagan. So I guess Wendell, too. Uh, I guess we lost two guys. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll lose a couple guys. But I, I just wouldn't With, be The so window sure. situation kind of feels like what we might end up with. Like, why did you leave again? <laughs> like, he didn't go anywhere. Well, you know? Like, and, so, you're, like, and you're assuming that he chose. True, true. I mean, I'm, I think we've agreed that we're glad overall we don't have a guy. That's, I mean, Aiden's kind of filling in that role at this point. But it felt like early season. We were happy we didn't have a guy that was just jacking up threes with a low percentage. But yeah, that, here that's we are. Just, I can't allow you to say that. That's just totally different. That's not what's happening with Aiden. I just like that's not watching basketball. That's 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 what completely is wrong right now. I, I'm not saying he's shooting well, but to compare that to what Wendell Green was doing with the possessions in our offense, it's it's not even the same. I mean, Aiden's calmed down. Aiden 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 has calmed down the last couple of games because he was shooting so badly that they're starting to play some Denver minutes and that he's getting called out publicly by Bruce. Nah. Some of our guys, some of our guys just keep shooting, even though they're not shooting well. That was about Aiden. And now he's 430 from three. I saw a stat on the TV over the last seven games. He still shot 33s over the last seven games. I mean, that's not like the worst in the world. He had one again this game where it looked like, okay, like things are not going well. It's like eight minutes or so and he just jacks up a three and it just doesn't go in because they don't go in for him. Like, I think we got to stop it saying that he's a good three-point shooter because he's not this year <laughs> he's not only our he, he is a probably he is he he has the highest ceiling of the three-point shooter on our team for sure 100 percent. i don't I, I if we if he ends the year below 30 percent, are we going to keep calling him a good three-point shooter absolutely i will not stop i i will i will i will keep all my land on this in this stock game, I will keep my <laughs> shares. I'm not selling it's like stock. Four, it's like fourth cup. It's like shooting is a shooting does. If you don't shoot good, are you a good shooter? You know, but you like, can't. You, but, in the same way, I'm not going to pretend I didn't watch the first ten games of the season. Like I'm just, I'm not going to pretend I didn't see that. I just, I, I it's not, and this is not like a over, like a five game tournament or something it's like really that. It's really bad. We're shooting really from bad. like. We're shooting. We're tra- we're taking from like a thirty-game season. <laughs> like that's you know, like he's got his chances. I, I'm just not gonna say. I, I, like I just think he's gonna be a good shooter before he leaves Auburn. I, I do. I think he's gonna be good. Now I'm just the, afraid. I'm afraid he's not gonna be on the team next year. Yeah. What if he leaves? He right. Yeah. 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 If he like blames saying, Auburn like, somehow. No, I kids like that. I mean, it's it's sad that that's how it is. But if you're a five-star All-American guy, you know his fixers and his uncles and. Like anybody else out there is saying, like they screwed you over, man. Like you're a great all star, five star. Like it's like they screwed, they didn't give put you in the right thing and the right steps. And like even if it's true or not, he's gonna have twenty people in his ears telling him that, and but he's eighteen just, years old. You know, so we'll see, we'll see. 
it's possible, but that's just not what I see when I watch him play. I see a kid that's trying really it's it's killing him that he's missing open shots. And he Oh, that's the issue. It's almost killing him too much. Like he's getting like it looks weird out there how much it's getting in his head. I mean he'll he missed a free throw not that long ago that really looked like it hurt him. It's almost like But see this oh, is man, this you is gotta be able to shake but, this stuff off. This is where the I mean, I just wanna be clear that a coach who would would say or act like that towards a play a freshman in that situation. One of the best things about Bruce is that he just doesn't do it. That's why I've argued with y'all all year. Like Aiden's gonna keep shooting threes. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's not well, gonna he, stop. He's, he's shrunk back some some quantity. No, and like, no, he hasn't. <laughs> I think he has. I've, I don't know. I'm the stats in front of me, but I'm also not the best stat guy. So I'm just I'm just telling you, he's playing a little less minutes because he he's shooting, coming off the bench. He, he was like shooting six or seven a game. Like early but SEC, that, he's not doing that now. But that was always the plan. That that's what you know. I'm trying to think. I feel like there was a good comparison at some point with another. He's player. shooting. He's shooting like three or four now, right? Compared to the six or seven he was shooting. Yeah, but but you could now. argue some of that because he's his, he's playing, you know, five to seven minutes less a game. And and this is a benefit to him. I'm giving I'm giving this as a benefit to him. He was shooting a lot more early three pointers and missing yeah. them as the point guard. He's not doing that anymore. He did one right. tonight, but like it was several a game before. And early in the season, like you said, I agree. Early in the season, he was hitting some of those. And it was like, good, good. We need a guy like that that can like thrill the game, that can come up the floor, open, and just hit that three. You know, like we've seen some guards in the past. He stopped attempting those until that one tonight, really. So I'm saying he shrunk his his quantity. Someone got in his ear and said, "Calm down, son. Make the passes." You know. No, I'm I'm worried that he's in his own ear because I, I, again, I I would rather I just don't believe this staff would ever do that. I, I don't think there's yeah. any evidence no no say. yeah it could be his own year you're right it could be i mean bruce i mean this is where i would say it's someone that's got to be coming from coaches like we asked bruce when he came on how do when you have a player shooting you out of games how do you talk to him about it and i'm pretty sure his answer maybe correct me if i'm wrong it's just like i just don't that's not something yeah you don't do. he doesn't you know exactly his his yeah, mo I, for I, his I whole career for, has always been he had a quote he, he had a quote like a couple games back about uh, certain players they're shooting us out of games that aren't shooting well that's like the closest yeah. i've seen it to like a public thing being like we're going to tell somebody to stop shooting so much so it's something there for sure well i i think that could have been said about a few of our guys uh if i remember right yeah. but i mean look aiden's playing really bad i just uh, you you talk about ceiling guys and who can raise i mean Aiden's the guy who's got to play better. I've I've been saying on the pod, it's one of our seven. You know, we we have seven offensive threats. I'm stubbornly keeping Aiden in the seven. Uh, Now it's maybe six without Jalen. But, like, Aiden's got to score more. And he's got to continue. He has to be a threat on the floor offensively. And for his game, it's going to be three-pointers because you've talked about how he struggled at the rim and he doesn't quite have the mid-range package that Trey's developed. So – we, we, I just we, if Jalen's out, y'all better hope that you know <laughs> that the the staff's trust and insistence on Aiden being part of this is it's you have to hope it's going to pay off. I mean, and we're running out of games to see something different. I agree with you, but yeah, we we ride and roll with these with these seasons, man. With every game, we live and we live and die a bit. We try to put some perspective to it, but it, well, that's also the deal when you're going to do a post game every time. And I just say, like, I agree. If Jalen's out. I'm going to be cheering my heart out that Aiden keeps shooting and they finally start going. That's the only way this team like makes any noise in March is if Aiden starts hitting them. But if Jalen's fine, 
then I'm arguing for more Denver moments and less Aiden moments. But that's, so, you know. But let me ask you this. Let me let me run through the last stats. Like, we got out-rebounded barely. Uh, we, uh, we got outscored in the paint, which is disappointing. We got outscored on the fast break at home, which is really disappointing. We've talked about a lot of the stats. Uh, Janai and CBM had 14. Denver had 12. Uh, Point-wise, I mean, uh, Janai had a double-double. And the, I think one of the stats that's interesting to point out is uh, only, you know, only two guys made threes. Denver made uh, three threes, and Chad Baker Bazaar made one, and nobody else made one. <laughs> it's, it's been weird because Jalen's hit at a good clip, but I think I can, like, fully expect that. Janai's been hitting at a good clip. And it's like, I still don't know if I expect that, though. Like, it's kind of, like, found change a little bit when he's hitting them. But, like, his percentage is really high. So then, like, it comes down, like, who else? Like, we need Aiden to hit. We need Trey to hit. And, like, come on, you got to hit. Like, Trey and Aiden, I feel like, need to hit at least one a game. You what, know? <laughs> like, what, did, what did you think about Chad Baker Mazzara's game watching it? Because he did a lot of really good things. Oh, um, I You so much. So, uh, Ben sometimes will send the graphic beforehand. And be like, who's going to get the MVP? And I just like to come up with silly scenarios that I think are most likely. In my most likely scenario, I just thought that we would struggle a bit coming out and that CBM would end up winning MVP ultimately by keeping us in the first. And then, like, Janai and Jalen would take over in the second and we'd end up having a big win. But uh, CBM still kind of did that a little bit. The whole team was just playing so badly. It didn't matter. You know? And he didn't play so well to keep us out of this bad one. He hit some threes. He got some ball turnovers. He's got this classic thing where he's getting calls from fouls, which is great. But, man, tonight, the amount of times I saw him get blown by on defense was just outrageous. I don't, like, I don't know what to do with that because he comes up to, like, the free throw line a bit. He's got those long arms and long legs, and he has made some cool defensive plays where he turns the other team over. But then he just kind of gets up there, squares up with his hips forward. The guy starts coming at him. And it's just like he doesn't even move. He's like olays every single time. He just moves his hips to the side. The guy goes right by him. I'm like, you do better just trying to like get your feet over a little bit and trying to get a charge or something than what you're doing. I don't know if he's trying to like chase block or why, but it's just so egregious every time. You, you can't unsee it, can you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I did yeah, now that you've brought up so many times, <laughs> it's brutal. Every single time I see him just like – because every other player – there's like a KD, man. So fun to watch on defense, honestly. Denver's doing well with it. Cardwell does well with it. They get that square, but I'm like, oh, yeah, try to drive by this guy. It's going to be like a wall. And then CPM gets up there, and I watch two or three other players wall their guy up. Then he goes over to CPM's guy, and he just goes, whoop, right past him. And I'm like, what was that? If you're getting blown by that badly, stop coming up so much. <laughs> like, go backwards yeah, a little it, bit. You kind of got to pick your poison, and he's not picking the three – He's like guarding the mid range, for goodness sakes. It, yeah, it's one that you blow by his, the three point line. Yeah, sorry. In, in, in his defense, like, I think he was matched up a lot on guys tonight that were good three point shooters, and he had to kind of be up. And it, it didn't, and he does, he is a really good off ball defender, and he does create havoc and, and lead to steals when he's not the primary defender. And he, on offense, he does things that we absolutely need somebody to do from that three position. And you, you know, we've talked about that for a couple of years. Um, needing that so like I never want to take away he's been better than I thought he would be um, he's been a really good player when you it, there were just times in this game where you kind of okay this is his first year playing 20 plus minutes at a major 
in a major conference game when you're that size. You know what I mean? It just it looked well, a little just, different, a little more out of control. The other aspect of that is like what people talked about with him, how skinny he is. Yep. Oh, he's going to get back down. He's going to get bullied under the basket. But that's not what's happening. He's getting blown by. So I don't know if that's just because he's so lanky. He's not as fast as some things on offense. He is. He's causing <laughs> havoc and making people foul him because he's longer than they think he is and quicker than they think he is. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is on defense and why he's doing that. But it's been it, this game especially. Like there's been a couple like this recently where it just seems like the other team's scoring every single time, even though we really think our defense is really good and we do turn it up at times, especially in the second half. There was some first half this year in the last couple of games where the other team just every single time they went down the floor, they scored. And it felt yeah. like a lot of it came down to this one where the first pass or two, our guys played good defense and then went to CBM's guy and they just blew right back. It was like, what was the point of playing defense the last 15 seconds if by the time they get a CBM's guy, they're just going to blow right by him. I mean, he's not alone yeah. in letting people do that. And there was a lot of tough shot. Like, give it to Kentucky, man. They hit a lot of tough shots. Yeah. Uh, the ball ended up in their hands in weird ways over and over again, which just seemed like bad luck. But sometimes bad luck is, you know, flying to the ball when the other team isn't. So, I don't know. We just – we had a game where they re- they, they lost to Gonzaga at home last game. They've been in a bit of a free fall. They got up for this one and said, go win in Neville Arena. And that'll be a check on the resume, right? That they got up for it, and we just didn't. I mean, but there's really no excuse for it. Because <laughs> college game day was down, and everything yeah. was online for us too. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I would push back. You know, like you said, um, it, it's a very depressing loss in a way. But I, I think we were five and one at home against Kentucky under with Bruce as our coach. So yeah, um, which is pretty amazing if you know the history, you know, and we know how we haven't won in Rupp since the '80s. So like we know we know how this goes. Um, so it is frustrating. And we've won a lot but, of we've won a lot of great home games too. Like the ones that we've been hyped up for, we've got yes. most of them. It yes. just feels bad, really bad on this one. And it does. You know, it it would have felt I don't know if it would have felt less. Yeah, it would have felt less bad. We just played well, honestly, and they just played well too. We played bad and they played well. So, well, what, give what me about, a, uh, if you have the YouTube me, open, I'd love to hear some YouTube comments. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm not uh, seeing any live chat comments. Oh, wait, yeah, I am. Let me read through it real quick. Ben, ben talked about Trey. Trey only played 11 minutes, zero assists, two turnovers, four fouls. What happens when you get four fouls, man? Yep. Uh, pocket watch and like the Kadoo man were here. They said that was rough. Uh, ben, Ben with a nice classy shout out to Jalen saying, if Jalen is done, I just want to say what a privilege it was to watch him play his best ball, becoming the winningest player ever in Auburn history. I will, I will give him that, man. I love the, the best parts about college. We're losing so many great parts about college sports, the things that we really love about it. And I don't think I'm a cranky man yelling the sky, I think we really are losing the best parts of college basketball over the next couple of years and, and already. And the best parts are watching a guy like Jalen come in as a four like a low four star with the athletic ability, but extremely rough on the edges and come in and do that off the backboard dunk his freshman year, then put the team on his shoulders a bit that next year, then take a back step to play behind Jabari, 
and, and be humble like that, play well last year, then finally in his fifth year seem to put it all together and really play some really quality basketball this year. It's really cool to see the journey and see how good a kid is and be able to like support them. Hopefully, even I know we've gone back and we got to be real on here, but like cool to support them and see the community come out for them and vice versa. So yeah, I hope it's not yeah. right in the obituary for his career right now. I'm just, I know these kids want to play beyond college too. And like, yep. I don't know if he's had NBA career or anything, but he's, he definitely had some, more years to play, so and it is like no, he could be he could be a great player overseas. So if for kids that's on the borderline um, like that, it really matters when you go yeah. down like that. Yeah. Um. Get anybody in the midst of all the chaos and the terrible loss? Is there anybody that looked? I have two guys in mind that I was fairly happy with. With well, two and a half, I would say that I was fairly happy with in this game of how they played. Any anybody I positive? I thought Broom was fine. You know, he's just he goes and gets his, and he's been the the best bet. I just he wish he had that next notch, maybe that when things are really going wrong, you could like be like, screw you guys, I'm putting it on my shoulder. I'm gonna make something happen. I'm gonna put do, and it doesn't quite have that. I don't think. I still think he needs a team around him to do some things. We have seen him dominate games, just not games like this where things are going badly and he can turn it around. Now, yeah. KD, you know, I was literally talking to some guys at the bar, Auburn guys, that, like, it's almost a bad thing when <laughs> KD has to take over like this, when there's so much blood in the water that KD just starts, like, driving the ball and getting some hard twos and hitting some hard shots because everyone else is sucking so badly. And we've had a lot of good games this year where we look at the stat sheet and hear a quiet KD game. Like, wow, KD had, like, 11 points, and he had all his threes. And, like, man, really cool. And, like, yeah, it's, like, these games we had, we're, like, we're, this year or in past years, he forced himself to be loud, and it was bad. It was a bad thing. We had to talk so much about KD. This year, when he has to be loud, it's because we forced him into the situation. <laughs> and that's what happened in this one. So, like, shout out for him to, like, have that confidence to go get some hard points when we need them. But it was just he wasn't going to be able to fix this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he, he was one of the ones I would have picked. I, I thought he played um, – He, I, I just like guys that care, and, and he just cares. He cares a lot. Uh, he plays his tail off. He he had a stretch of defense with three fouls in the first half, I think it was, where I, or maybe it was two, and he was about before he got his third. But, like, he just played out of his mind on a few possessions, and he created – some of those transition opportunities that we just botched, you know, like he, he really did a lot to try to help us get this game and he missed shots and he, he's, he had one turnover, whatever. He's imperfect as always, but like, I, I like a guy like that who, and I honestly, and Bruce said this before uh, this game, uh, when he was talking about the Denver playing poker, he's like, honestly, I just think Denver and Katie are playing well and they need to play more than 20 minutes. Um, I think that was a nice uh, democratic political answer. <laughs> maybe, I, but I think if Aiden, if Aiden and Trey are playing well, I mean, I guess you're, you, if if you really believe that, then Aiden would be. I think you would be playing Aiden less, and you'd be, or you'd be playing Chris Moore and Lee or less. And yeah, maybe shifting that, them up to three. That, but that's Aiden my argument. Badly, we have to shift it down to one. That that's my argument. I, I I'm much less inclined to take Trey and or Aiden off the floor 
at all, honestly, unless we need to for foul trouble or an injury or something. I, I'd rather take some of the Leo or Chris Moore minutes from the three position um, personally and that's slide. That, yeah, I think that's that's the damning part. That's like, no, Aiden's playing so bad that they're shifting Denver down to the one at times. I really, I, and we talked about in the offseason. We thought Denver might play some three. And, uh, yeah, I think it just comes down to Aiden's bigger hole. They had Den- CBM at three, and they're just going to play CBM more. Denver was my other guy. I thought Denver played really, really well defensively. I thought in a rough spot at point guard when he was thrown into it, I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, I think, you know, he hit three of our three, four threes, um, shot a good percentage, got to the line. He missed some open twos, which, you know, I'm sure he'd love to have I back. Thought early, I, I was pretty irritated with him early in the game with some of those mid-range shots and how many times it was in his hands. And you sure some of that wasn't like, oh, Denver's trying to do too much. Like, come up, it might just be it could, we couldn't get the ball to Janai or Jalen or they weren't getting open or whatever. It just felt like early in the game when we started going it down, I was like, huh, Denver's taking a lot more shots than I would have expected, <laughs> you know? There was one drive. There was He had two turnovers. Well, there was one drive where he, he just – we've talked about it all year on the pod. Um, like, he, he, he has not been great finishing at the rim or getting inside. Like, but mid-range, he's been pretty good. And I think he was so open for a lot of those shots, even though he's missing them, because of what you're talking about. I think Kentucky was really, really focused on Jalen and um, and Janai. And especially with that starting group with Chris Moore out there, they just aren't even worried about Chris Moore. Like, they're basically playing four on five, and they're going to focus on Janai and Jalen. And Denver had a lot of room to operate. He just didn't knock shots down. I just – I get so irritated. Like, it's – a couple times a game, a couple jump shots a game, especially if it's late shot clock or something. Okay, it's just there's we've shot more long twos than I would like for sure this year. I mean, we saw during the Bama game, you know, we trying to be Alabama. You trying to be Alabama? I mean, I'm trying to be like modern day basketball. You shoot a three <laughs> or you shoot a layup. <laughs> you don't shoot jump shots, and, and I'm cool with CBM doing it. CBM seems to have a really silky, smooth shot, and I'm okay with. You're cool with Jalen doing I'm it. Tired You're of cool it. with. You're cool with CBM doing no, it. You're cool with Jalen doing it. I'm not cool with Jalen doing it. Jay, like his little floaters, sure. He's a power forward. The little floaters. That's mid range. Like between the free throws. I mean, I'm talking about the long twos. We have a lot of long twos where they like pump fake the guy on the three point line, dribble in, don't try to dribble in the lane, and just stop a couple feet from the three point line and shoot a long two. And they've gone in a couple times this year, but like I don't want to see it anymore. Trey does it. Denver does it. CBM does it, but I'm a little cooler CBM. And he does it a little closer, and he's a little taller, and he gets a lot of foul shots, too. He, like, gets that as, like, like no one fouls a jump shooter except for CBM. I hear you. I love analytics, but I also think if Denver hits a couple of those tonight, you're like, oh, man, Denver did such a great job of putting the ball on the floor, not going in for those layups that he can't make. He takes the open. Now, every, I, I'm pretty steadfast that no matter if they go in or not, I get irritated with these long twos. Because I know it's just a bad shot. I'm like, KD does it sometimes too, and they go in, and I go, well, okay, and I kind of like put it behind me, but like I admit every single time, like that was not what I wanted as a situation. They would love for us to shoot nothing but long twos all game, and they'll give it to us all day. Well, yeah, I, I would still argue that we don't do that nearly as much as a lot of other teams. I, I don't think that's a chronic problem for us, but uh, I, love um, to see the shot. I just feel like it's a lot more this year than usual, and I noticed it after looking, like I, I've noticed it plenty all year. But then just seeing the Alabama shot clock or shot chart versus ours, there's just all three-point line and layups, and ours is all over the yes. place. I was like, hey, well, it worked. <laughs> we beat them pretty bad, but I just well, been pretty irritated yeah. with it over the last, like, 10 games. 
they've, they've lost more games than us, and, and we're also in the top 10 in offensive efficiency in the country. So I, I just don't think it's a huge problem. Um, but rough night tonight, uh, bad loss. We definitely gave up. I mean, we pretty much would have to win out. Like you said, I thought you framed it up well at the beginning. Uh, you got to win all your games at this point to try to, you know, sneak in the back door. I do think we have some winnable. Uh, the at Knox, Tennessee is just going to be – Tennessee is a unit. I still think they're the best team in the league. Uh, and they go to Alabama. They still play them one more time, and they could kind of control their way. If you have a sunshine but, pumper that's like, we're still in it, you could still do it. Just, like, go down the SEC championship Wikipedia. And I've done this a couple times to see, like, what is average? Decent amount of two-win team, like, two like loss four, teams. right? Mostly, mostly three-loss teams. There's, like, one five-loss. It's, like, tied three ways. There's a couple fours, like, three or four fours over the last, like, two decades. And they're always yep. tied with somebody. So if we win, if we could win the SEC with four losses, almost guaranteed you're sharing it with somebody, which I'll take. I will take that for sure. Yeah. But like sure. I would just, I would not put in any hope in it. And I would not, if I'm Bruce, be like in my mindset of Ring Chaser anymore. I, my mindset would change over this bye week to how do we pivot to March? How do we win the SEC tournament? How do we make noise in March Madness? Well, good luck with that because he was definitely talking about it today <laughs> in the pregame. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I mean, uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, pregame, sure, but you expected to win this one at home against Kentucky, so you're hoping I just think at you, least. I, I think the competitor in you, you're always chasing it until you're out, until you're eliminated, you know. So, I mean, you're right, and I do think this bye week will give them a chance to step back and especially hopefully they'll get some clarity on Jalen and they can make a plan. Um you know, of how to handle that. Hey, here's, here's some silver lining. I know this is going long. We said we were going to keep it short. I'm literally on the streets freezing <laughs> right now. But like, here's the one silver lining I'll give you. It's just extremely small percentage. Sometimes in March, you will see teams that got had an injury or something else happen about this time of year. Because what happens is these teams get all this footage on teams. And like you saw with Jabari and Walker and all these others, you have a great team, but other teams figure you out. And then you don't adjust because you're trying to get those rings. You lose a player like Jalen, it really sucks, and there's a very small silver lining chance that like this throws everything into chaos for our team and changes up exactly how we play just in time for teams to not get it together in time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that like yeah. SEC tournament comes around and we're playing a completely different style of basketball than we were in four fifths of the year, and people are not sure what to do with it. Maybe. I don't think we're going to change that much, unfortunately, because it's hard to do that with five years. But uh, you're going to have to move a lot, a lot of decent. You're going to move some players around for sure. What, what would you do? Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know what I would do. There's but, a uh, chance do you, have any you could get really, you could get really wacky with it. You could be playing CBM at the four. You could be playing oh. Hardwell at the five and Broom at the four. You could I thought be about playing, that. Yeah, you could be playing Denver point guard and moving Aiden to the two just to change it up. You could so he be, shoot more. I don't know, you're, you're playing a lot more Cheney. It's just, like, I don't know. I don't know what you do, you know. I, like I said, the moving the CBM, you could be playing Janai and CBM at the four slash five with C Cardwell getting more heavy minutes, and then you're moving players up the rotation there with Denver playing more three and Aiden and KD. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My, but it gets, my it gets gut. <laughs> 
it, it's going to get so weird. I, honestly, I'm really excited for next week as a like basketball nerd just to like see how we break the minutes down because I could see a scenario where we, to me, the most common to keep the flow of the team going and affect the least amount of people possible, they would probably slide Chris Moore to start at the four. Like he's he's played oh, powerful oh, a lot. No, must throw up. You start Chad Baker Mazzara and get him on the floor right away, and you're already starting Chris Moore for three minutes. You play him at Jalen's spot. He he does what he did last year, where he's just kind of a good, decent defender and rebounds hard and and maybe takes an open shot here and there. And then you bring Chain. You keep bringing Chaney off the bench. I am intrigued though. Dylan's played really well this year, and we haven't really had a lot of foul trouble. Knock on wood with those two centers. So do you? Do you potentially play J- – I mean, I thought Janai moved really well defensively against Kentucky's kind of wing guys today when he was matched up one-on-one. And I, I, I've worried about him playing defense at that position, but I'm wondering in this scenario, would you at least start and finish halves potentially with Janai and Dylan? That would be really interesting. Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, I, mean, I don't like it, but, like, if you had to, I think, yeah, starting and ending halves could be good like that. I think you just see – you definitely see heavier minutes from some of these guys like Janai, you know, playing just different positions that you can put them in. And, like, thank God they didn't play super heavy minutes the rest of the year because they're going to play some really heavy minutes in the year. I would personally be surprised if they if they move. I don't think Chad Baker-Mazar can play down any more than he is. Like, I, I don't – I just don't like the idea of him playing an entirely different position. And I, I just don't love that. But it would be – can you steal some minutes with Lior at the power forward? I don't think so. I don't think so. But like, it does feel, doesn't it feel like playing Cheney and Chris Moore at power forward the whole game feels like a bad idea? Doesn't that feel like a bad idea? Yeah. Yeah. I would start Cheney too. I would not start Chris Moore. I know he got like the starting role at the three or whatever, but if he's going to play four. I start Cheney. Cheney's, he has shown some glimpses of pretty good. I just don't think Chris Moore is going to be good not, not today. at all. <laughs> Um, Chaney worries me. I don't know. Chaney, I'm on the roller coaster with Chaney. He's another guy who cares a lot and tries really hard. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Remember when we thought he was better than Jalen? Remember when we thought he was going to start? <laughs> I mean, you ride the roller coaster of every quote from practice <laughs> and everything. So hope you guys enjoy that. You know, it's just part of the fun. You gotta like not take yourself too seriously. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. What else would we talk about if we didn't talk about that kind of thing? You know. So we play um, – gosh, who do we play next week? We play – By week uh, in Georgia at, away, right? At Georgia and then at, at Tennessee are the next two games. Come so, on, Jalen, don't be, <laughs> be as bad as we think it is. At Georgia, at Tennessee, and then if, if we could somehow, you know, survive that, then it's Mississippi State at home, at Missouri, who I believe is winless in league play and then Georgia at home to finish up. So the next two games will kind of tell the tale in terms of are, are we, you know, can we still be a really good team with or without Jalen, depending on the situation? I think this road trip will, we, we've not been very good on the road for the most part. Um, we, we need to find a way to win at least one, if not try to compete in both of those games. Yeah. We've, uh, I've been saying most times I'm in the podcast, are we having fun? And this wasn't a fun game, but if you asked me over the whole season if we had fun this season so far, 
we're still very much on the fun side. And last year, I don't know if I could answer that same. Even after a loss like this, I can still say the season itself has been fun. Now, if we start lo- if we lose every game down the stretch because Jalen's out or lose the majority of games, it's right. definitely going to make it closer to the not fun side. But so far, it's been fun. We've had some cool moments and memories so far. So just hold on to that as like part of the fun parts of the roller coaster. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I you know I thought this was a bubble team slash kind of like last year, like good team, but not. You know, that's just what I thought preseason. And it's been so, for me, such a pleasant surprise to see how well they've defended for the most part. And then the offense has been a lot better this year. And I, on days like today, it, you know, you you focus on this game. But the offense has been a lot of fun to watch. And this has been a fun group. Um, Ryan texted our group, said, not looking good with Jalen, MRI tomorrow. But they're making it sound like it's pretty significant. I assume he means, like, how they've talked about it after the game. And, um yeah, so we, we don't know for sure, but definitely look like if you've watched a lot, you, you kind of know it when you see it with the knees, and it's just – you don't always know, but it, it felt like an 80%, 90% chance of that. Well, we've had some uh, – you know, I wanted to say, like, we had – Kentucky had a player out today during our game. We've been pretty lucky with the nagging injuries. We haven't had many games where a player's out for a big game for two or three weeks or something like that, but we've had some trouble with season-ending injuries. Like Alan Flanagan, insane, busting his Achilles heel. Now if Jalen tears his ACL, and then the whole Sharif Cooper thing, a lot of that was an injury as a weird NCAA stuff, but then he went out not that long after being hit. So it's just been Chuma. not great. Chuma, Chuma. Like, so we've had some bad – Anthony McLemore. Anthony McLemore's injury. Oh, my God. How am I forgetting that? Yeah, we can almost we, completely – We've had some really bad – it, I mean, this is Anthony Macklemore, right? This is an Anthony Macklemore injury that changes the team completely. And we're just going to be holding on that that year. The SEC just wasn't what it is now, and that's why yeah. it hurts so much. That <laughs> like this team's in the SEC hunt, and like it, it, historically that would be amazing. But it's our rivals, and like other teams, we think we should be better than that is doing it. You know, it's not like Kentucky's just dominating the league, and it's like we can't even catch up because they're just so good anyway. It would take a miracle to be better. No, it's like other teams we think we should be competing with, and we just can't seem to break through the last couple of years. Well, we did two years ago, but not oh, two last years year. ago, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, not not last year, and maybe not this year, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. I mean, I, that that team with Macklemore, people forget. I, I'll never forget that he went down, and then I think uh, Mustafa Heron got sick or got hurt. At one point, we were playing Alabama at home down the stretch that year with like six or seven players, and we won, and we we managed to win the SEC. And Bryce had a hurt shoulder at the end of the year. It was it was we were hanging on for dear life, kind of like you said, but we we got it done. This is going to be a little different. It wasn't the uh, the year Kim Newton was in the student section, was it? Uh, no, that was back in the the. It was even earlier. The, yeah, the Barbie days. Don't don't bring us back. Um, <laughs> So yeah, really. I just saw the post about that recently. So really, really frustrating. Um, especially if Jalen's out, you know, I'm gonna have to go into mourning for that. But at the same time, I mean, it's a team sport, and I think no, you know, I think Janai is the most indispensable player on this team. But Jalen is probably number two. Um, so it 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 would be, but it, but there's no choice but to try to figure it out with the ten guys we have left, if that's the case, and make the best out of it, and try to make noise in March, just like we would have tried. If we had. Yep. Well, any other thoughts? 
before we uh, end this no, one. Go, go, no, go warm up. Anyway. Go warm up. Thanks yeah, for, dude, my uh, hands are numb. <laughs> thanks for bearing the cold in New York City on the streets with us. Good to I have think, you back on the I've pod. Been, sorry, sorry, we didn't have a better game for you. Yeah, I've been a lot of stuff going on at work. When I finally get back to doing the pod, and here we are. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get another one in a week or two. So I should be good the rest of the season to be around. So I hope, I hope people like that. Uh, got to hang out with Ben tonight and watch the game with him, which was fun. I know everybody's been having Ben on a little more. Hopefully, we'll get Ryan on again before too long but I know he's a busy man also so hopefully we'll end this in a, on an exciting streak but you know not sounding like it <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll see it's going to be one game at a time um, I know I'll be back on next Saturday the road trip to Athens we've had some weird games there every trip on the road we know is uh is dangerous you know A&M lost at Vanderbilt this past week you just never know so um you know if you're still it. listening to this on YouTube like if you're still listening to this on the podcast Come join in on live YouTube. It's fun to see you guys in there. It's like our best way to communicate to you guys. And uh, if you haven't, and you're this deep into it, and you haven't gone into the Apple podcast thing and gave us a little review or reached out to us on social media or something like that, go ahead and take this as an incentive to do it. You know, we're part of a community. We're you know, virtual tumors corner when we win, but we're also virtual friends talking it out at the end. So, you know, worry going. Thanks for listening in. Yeah, this is how the podcast started, right? Jackson was just commiserating and celebrating uh, after games on the phone. So this was like a good virtual flashback to that in a way. You walking around New York and talking about the a rough loss. It feels exact. It feels exactly like that because I'm on my phone instead of my laptop and all that. So it feels like, like I'm forgetting sometimes that we're going to read this is recording going out to the public. So I'm just <laughs> speaking my heart. <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll see you later. All right, War Eagle. Thanks, guys. Bye. War Eagle.